Imagine a scenario where six friends gather for a night of fun, only to mysteriously vanish, prompting a missing persons report. Several months pass, and while some of the friends are eventually found, one remains missing. Astonishingly, even after 24 years, this mystery continues to haunt the city of Op, Alabama. Curiously, no one seems willing to discuss this baffling case. Most of us can relate to hanging out with friends and experiencing the joy of companionship. We've all been in situations where unforeseen events could have occurred. How many nights have you spent with friends, blissfully unaware of the potential dangers that lurk outside? It is only when we fail to return home safely that we truly appreciate the blessing of a secure arrival. The case we are about to delve into serves as a stark reminder that such unfortunate circumstances could befall any of us. This is the case, detailing the mysterious events centering around a group of black men and women called The Missing Six. On the fateful evening of Friday, May 7, 1999, a group of six friends came together for a night of enjoyment. We'll start by naming the individuals who formed this group. First, we have Valerie McCoy. Valerie was a 27-year-old woman who was a devoted wife and mother of five children, ranging in age from three to 12. Next, we have her cousin, Eula Josset Lee. Lee was a 28-year-old mother of two children, residing with her boyfriend in Enterprise, Alabama, and then there is Angela Roberts Young. The 25-year-old nursing assistant worked at a local nursing home. Angela was pursuing her education at a local community college. She was not married and did not have any children. Another member of the group was Tamara Monique Ward. She was a 22-year-old mother with two children, living in Ozark, Alabama. There was also Lamar Jr. Stackhouse. Lamar was 25 years old and residing in Enterprise, Alabama. He had faced legal issues in the past, but was striving to turn his life around and build a better future. Lastly, there was James Anthony Reynolds. At 29 years old, James was the father of one child, living with his grandmother in Webb, Alabama. James struggled with substance abuse problems, but was actively seeking employment with higher pay. He desired a better job to spend more time with his son and secure his own living situation. These individuals, each with their own unique circumstances and aspirations, came together that evening for an unforgettable event that would forever alter their lives. Each of them had families to take care of and dreams to pursue. They were not merely seeking a casual night out. They had ambitions that extended far beyond that fateful evening. Unfortunately, what unites them all, in this case, is the alluring enigma that has remained unresolved for nearly 25 years. Their lives took an unexpected turn, and their collective story became entangled in mystery. Frustratingly, that mystery is not receiving the attention that it deserves. As the sun began to set on May 7, 1999, all of the friends gathered at Lamar's residence in Enterprise, Alabama. Prior to their meeting, 
Tamara had arranged for her cousin to look after her infant for the evening. At approximately 9 p.m., Tamara dropped off her baby girl with her cousin, who resided not too far from Lamar's residence. Subsequently, Tamara made her way to Eula's apartment, where she joined the other women. The women and men proceeded to Lamar's home, where James eventually joined them. The group of four women and two men continued to spend time together, enjoying each other's company. After approximately two hours, they collectively decided to venture to a nightclub called Hideaway Club, approximately 30 miles away from Lamar's residence. Arriving at Hideaway Club, the friends found themselves in a small establishment situated within subsidized housing. According to witnesses, the group appeared to be in high spirits, engaging in dancing, laughter, and indulging in drinks. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. And they remained at the club until it was nearing its closing time at 3 a.m. As the club's closing hour approached, Larry Edwards, the security guard at Hideaway Club, began guiding patrons towards the exit. Larry vividly remembers observing that Lamar was extremely intoxicated while he was sitting behind the wheel of his 1986 Burgundy Chevrolet Caprice. This vehicle, equipped with top-of-the-line stereo equipment and adorned with gold rims, was the means by which Lamar had driven himself and his five friends to the nightclub. According to Larry's recollection, Lamar appeared impaired. He was drawing attention to the group with loud music and revving his engine. This prompted Larry to intervene. Concerned for everyone's safety, Larry approached Lamar and advised him to allow someone else to drive. Following their conversation, Lamar allegedly complied, and it is speculated that Tamara assumed the role of the driver, although this detail has not been officially confirmed by law enforcement. Just after 3 a.m., all six friends were inside Lamar's vehicle, exiting the hideaway club parking lot and vanishing into the darkness of the early morning. Although their specific destination or plans after leaving the club remain unclear, it is widely believed that they were heading home. Sometime during the early morning hours after their departure from the club, something inexplicable occurred. The six friends seemingly disappeared without a trace, leaving behind a disconcerting void that endured for four months until a peculiar and very significant discovery was made. It is essential to establish the timeline leading up to their departure from the club. By presenting the verified facts with corresponding timestamps, we can construct a comprehensive understanding of the events. Here is what we know. During the afternoon of May 7, 1999, Lamar Stackhouse paid a visit to his father's house to proudly showcase his newly acquired vehicle. Excited about his new possession, Lamar wanted to flaunt it to others. Later that night, preparations were underway for a night out with a large group of friends. At 9 p.m., Tamara Ward arranged for her newborn baby to be cared for by a cousin. After dropping off her infant, she headed to Eula's residence to rendezvous with the other women before proceeding together to Lamar's house. At around 11 p.m., all the women who had gathered at Eula's home made their way to Lamar's residence, which served as the designated meeting point. 
it remains unclear how they reached Lamar's house. Lamar's home was only a few miles away from Eula's, so it was likely that transportation was arranged by one of the friends in the group. James arrived at Lamar's home, making it six people in total. At some point during this time, Eula contacted her boyfriend, relaying to him that she would be returning home soon. The exact location from where Eula made this call remains unconfirmed. Authorities still aren't sure whether it was from her own residence before they departed or from Lamar's home upon their arrival. At 11.45 p.m., Tamara used Lamar's phone to call her cousin and check on her baby. This phone call confirms that all the women had made it to Lamar's house by this time. Tamara's cousin informed her that she had arranged to spend the night with Valerie and would pick up Tamara's baby the following morning. At around 1.15 a.m., the six friends arrived at the hideaway club. The group traveled together in Lamar's newly acquired vehicle. As the club approached its closing time, the security personnel began guiding patrons out of the premises. Larry Edwards specifically remembers that Lamar was visibly intoxicated. Concerned for their safety, Mr. Edwards encouraged one of the other individuals in the group to take over the driving duties. He distinctly recollects seeing all six friends inside the Caprice as it departed the parking lot. But after this point, the details become scarce and mysterious. Something inexplicable occurs, plunging the friends into darkness. They are reported missing, prompting authorities to launch an extensive search within a 45-mile radius. Aerial searches are conducted, yet no traces of the friends or any evidence of foul play are found. The disappearance remains a baffling enigma. On May 10, the same day they were reported missing, law enforcement conducted an extensive canvassing of the surrounding area. Aerial searches were also carried out using aircraft to gain a comprehensive aerial perspective. However, despite these efforts, no significant findings or traces of Lamar's caprice or any signs of the missing six were discovered. In a June 6, 1999 article, Enterprise Police Investigator Brian Kaler stated that there were no tangible indications of an accident or any evidence pointing to foul play. Considering the friends had been partying for approximately eight hours, the most plausible theory appeared to be a car accident. The area encompassed numerous country roads, bodies of water, dense vegetation, and embankments which posed potential hazards. For two months following their disappearance, there was an eerie silence surrounding the case. The absence of any concrete leads or developments only added to the enigmatic nature of the situation. But then a discovery was made. On September 29th, 1999, Lamar's Caprice was discovered submerged in the Pea River, which runs along the borders of Barber and Pike counties. The river originates in the northwestern area of Dale County and spans a length of 154 miles. Lamar's vehicle, found upside down and submerged in the river, was a mere eight miles away from where they had left the hideaway club. Strangely, despite previous search efforts, the area had been overlooked 
and the vehicle remained concealed beneath the water's surface. The depth of the water where the caprice was found reached 20 feet, but due to a dry summer, the water levels had significantly receded. This exposed the submerged vehicle at a depth of 9 to 10 feet. Examination of the vehicle revealed visible damage, suggesting the occurrence of an accident, possibly a single car incident. Investigators developed a plausible theory regarding the sequence of events. They proposed that, while driving, the friends may have missed a curve just before the Ballard Bridge, causing the vehicle to veer off an embankment and plunge into the Pea River. Subsequently, the submerged car would have trapped the occupants inside. After the discovery of Lamar's Caprice, divers made multiple attempts to recover any remains that may not have been inside the vehicle. They were successful in finding the remains of almost all of them. Among the six friends who left the club on May 8th, only the remains of five individuals were found. Each one was successfully identified, except for James Anthony Reynolds. Where is James? Why were there no human remains belonging to him found inside or near the submerged vehicle, considering he was reported to have left with the group? James is considered the sixth victim of the presumed accident, but he officially remains missing. Authorities conducted an extensive search over the course of several months to locate James. But unfortunately, no substantial evidence was discovered. There was a dark jacket found that was believed to be his. But there has been no confirmation one way or another. The search efforts were ultimately called off on July 11, 2000, with still no sign of James. For the next 23 years, the story comes to a halt leaving the fate and whereabouts of James unresolved. At the time of his disappearance, James Anthony Reynolds was described as a 28-year-old black male. He was 6'1", and weighed approximately between 160 to 180 pounds. He had black hair and brown eyes. Notably, James had a cut scar on his upper left arm and back distinguishing features that could aid in identification. As of 2023, James would be 53 years old, marking more than two decades since his mysterious vanishing. The passage of time only deepens the intrigue surrounding his fate. To this day, James's fate remains a mystery.